the Missional Life Podcast, inspiring kingdom-minded believers around the world to live the mission of God in their lives. All right. Welcome back, listeners. We are excited to host these next guests. We have Tafara and Chippo Batai from South Africa, founders of Faith Hill Church, and uh, they are making an impact in Southern Africa, all around Africa, actually. And so we want to welcome them to the Missional Life Podcast. Welcome, Tafara and Chippo. Thank you for having us. Hello, hello, listeners, and hello, guys. Hi, guys. So uh, Tafara and, and Chippo are actually starting vacation this week. So uh, this is an exciting thing. For those in the Southern Hemisphere, it's, uh, it's December and it is quite warm down there. And uh, it's uh, quite cold up here in the, uh, in the Northern parts. So we are, we're glad to have you join us here on, vac- from, on vacation. Um, thank you, thank you, thank you. So tell us a little bit about uh, you you you've started this church, Faith Hill Church, 2014. You have three locations. You're doing multiple services. You're broadcasting things across Africa, making a huge impact in your communities. But how did how did you start? Where did God begin to put some of this into your heart? Um, can can you can you speak to that, Tafara and Chibo? Yeah, I think you know. Um, for a long time, I've always known that you know uh, there was a calling of God on my life to one day uh, serve. Uh, you know, in, in the church, but in what capacity, I didn't know, you know, I just wanted to be there and to serve. So uh, also my parents, I grew up in church, grew up in an uh, Anglican church. That's what we call it here. I think out there is uh, something, you know, Anglican church. church. That's what it is. It's the church of England. Yes. And so, um, you know, my mom would always uh, uh, encourage us to uh, serve at church and we were altar boys. I think almost every single person in my family has been on the altar, you know, the Anglican church, traditional, Mm -hmm. you have uh, altars that help the priest, you know, when he's running the service, you carry candles, you carry the cross i mean it's really processional uh, in nature so uh you know my mom always wanted us to serve so i've always been in the church serving and uh growing up uh we i, I launched out a youth ministry back where i come from zimbabwe Arari called sold out and we would go to schools and reach out to young people and uh Uh, just minister to them. And after that, I was an associate pastor for another church uh, here in uh, Johannesburg. And uh, after that, in 2014, that's when, you know, the Lord called us to launch uh, Faith Hill uh, Church. And uh, it was on the 24th of November. And I remember I was sleeping and I I just kept hearing Faith Hill Church, Faith Hill Church. And I remember because we are, our bedrooms are upstairs and, you know, you have to go downstairs to uh, make any kind of noise. Otherwise, you're going to wake everybody upstairs. So I went downstairs and started praying and I started writing things down. And that's when, you know, the Lord really gave us the vision uh, of Faith Hill Church, which were at the time three words. Uh, it has morphed into, you know, something, but I mean, the foundation is those three words, word, transform, engage. Those are the three words that uh, are the vision that mm-hmm. the Lord gave us to run with as Faith Hill Church. And so uh, we then launched out on the 24th of um, November with about 20, 
one people in our people in our living in our, room in our lounge <laughs> and, and there were people all over the place some on yeah. the floor some on the steps some on the couches yeah yeah because it's not a big house it's only 21 but you know uh, i wish i had a bigger house like philemon in the bible he had the whole church of of policy in his house so you know but it was uh, about 21 of us in there and um uh we grew the next sunday you know we grew from 21 to about 12 yep you know and then <laughs> after that we grew to about eight mm-hmm. you know and then we grew to about six which was our <laughs> real uh membership yeah, and yeah. so at the time you know people would ask me how big is your church and i'll tell them we are somewhere between five and ten thousand <laughs> <laughs> And so, you know, uh, um, then organically, the Lord just started adding to our numbers. And uh, today we minister to uh, over 500 people in our books, three campuses, as you have mentioned, and uh, over 10 million homes uh, on television with uh, TBN, Trinity Broadcasting Network in Africa. Africa. And uh, yeah, there's so many other things that the Lord has been doing in the last six years now. We can say six years. We celebrated that last month. Amazing. Let's go back to those three words. Uh, They were word. Transform. And engage, engage. right? Yeah. Word, transform, engage. Can you speak to those a little bit more? So, I mean, as we were launching out, the Lord just told us, you know, teach my people the word. Feed Mm. uh, my people with the word. Because in our community, there seems to be a lot of... um, emotionalism mm-hmm. you know people are just looking for a tickle they're looking for a goosebump in so mm-hmm. many different ways some of them are looking for it in a prophetic word some of them are looking for it in a in a in a, in a message of motivation some of them are looking for it and just you know uh, 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 a culture yeah. and uh, some type of praise and worship that you know fits with the culture yeah. lighting and all yeah. kinds of we, there's nothing wrong with it but for us, the Lord just called us to teach the word. And he, I remember he said to me, it is the word that is going to give uh, uh, spiritual growth. It's the word that's going wow. to bring about transformation. And that's why the second word of that vision is transformation. So after we've given the word, uh, naturally, the second thing that should happen is that there should be some transformation. Romans 12, 2. Uh, do not be conformed to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind so that you may prove what is the good, acceptable and perfect will of God. And so, you know, we've seen a lot of transformation in our community. We've seen a lot of uh, people just come in as caterpillars, so as it were, and then you know, be transformed to butterflies. And uh, so what, what, you know, what now? That's the question they usually ask. Now I'm a butterfly. What now? What do I do with all these colors? And, you know, what? And that's where we get the third word in the vision, which is engage. After you've been transformed, now it's time to engage. And uh, that word engage is uh, it's time for, uh, for you to reach out to the people. It's time for you to disciple others. It's time for you to be missional. You know, uh, uh, you know, just like we are here yeah. on Mission Alive, it's time for you to be missional. And Man. so that's, mm-hmm. those are the three words in yeah. our vision. Word, teach the word, it's going to bring about transformation. Mm-hmm. And after people are transformed, they need to engage so that they can reach others mm-hmm. uh, and bring them through mm-hmm. the same and process. Start the cycle over again. Start the cycle mm-hmm. over again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow, absolutely. That's awesome. That. That's just so wonderful. I love that analogy. They come in as caterpillars and become butterflies and 
and just empowering them to engage and, you know, go out and make an impact and, um, you know, in the community and wherever they're serving as well. That's awesome. Sure. Yeah. And I love the imagery as well, because I mean, I like caterpillars. They're kind of fuzzy. They're kind of cute, but I like butterflies more. Um, and, uh, (laughs) and they're beautiful and, you know, butterflies attract, don't they? Uh, and they, they have this sort of element of this, this wonder, this, um, this, you know, magic to them, you know, when you see them flutter and, and, and they, you see them, you know, fluttering in the meadow, uh, especially when there's groups of them, it looks beautiful. And, uh, I think when, when we as believers are out there doing what God has called us to do, where we're, when we're, where we're supposed to be and we're doing what we're supposed to be doing. And when we're transformed by that word. Uh, we, you know, we're attractive, we're attractive to the world. Uh, and, you know, really, you know, when we get that word inside of us and we allow it to transform us, uh, we become attractive to the world uh, because we don't look like the world. We've been transformed and we, and, and the world wonders, well, what, what's with those people? They, you know, they're, I, I saw them before they were just kind of crawling around. They were just, you know, these kind of brown little, you know, things and they're kind of cute, you know, a little bit, they're hair, but now look at them. They're flying through, they're, they're, they're flying mm-hmm. through life. They're doing amazing things. They're beautiful. Like what is it about them that has, uh, that they have that I don't have? Why does my life not look beautiful? And, you know, not in a comparison sort of way, but in a, whoa, I want, I want what they have sort of thing and when we have the word of god uh, active in our life and we have the word transforming us and doing it what it's supposed to do in our life boy it it it, it just it, it causes people to wonder and uh wow what an what an amazing what an amazing uh testimony and, and words to be built uh, to be building a church on um wow that's that's awesome so uh so you're you're in you're in uh eastern eastern south africa kind of along the coast there um, what kind of outreaches are you, are you doing right now, uh, kind of among the community? And so I, I know you guys are involved with kind of, uh, growing the church, but I know you're also involved with, with your communities as well. So, uh, there's a lot going on in the world. There's a lot of, uh, you know, uh, with, with virus, there's a lot going on, um, with just economic situations. Uh, how is your church, uh, engaging into the community right now? What does that look like for you guys? Yeah, I think, you know, with, uh, COVID-19, almost every, uh, church uh, is a you know if members that have been affected by mm. uh, the current global pandemic that we are in, and so we, uh, as a church, we're fortunate enough to have uh, uh, enough resources for us to be able to take care of uh, you know the the people that God has put under our care. Mm. Uh, I think COVID nineteen, you know, we, we expected. Uh, things to be a little slower, but for us, it was actually the opposite. Uh, we have uh, seen our greatest strides in ministry in 2020. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, before 2020, we were just kind of in there, you know, with some of our projects that were kind of half, uh, half, half baked, you know, if you will. Mm-hmm. And we were, I'll give you an example of our, you know, our online uh, ministry, yeah. uh, broadcasting services on social media. Uh, with that, you know, we were just kind of using my cell phone, you know, whenever we can, just this Sunday, we may be online next Sunday, we may not be online. And someone is holding the cell phone, kind of shaking. And, <laughs> yeah. You yeah. know, you just have to yeah. uh, suffer through it while you're watching at home. And the audio <laughs> is just messed up. But you know, through I suppose the word is we weren't really intentional around the yeah, strategy we of online. And I think, you know, we, sure. um, you know, it was almost like like a, you know, it's it's a, you know, we 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 can have it if we can, but yeah. it's not a it's not a need to have. 
Mm. And I think because we're not intentional, there were no resources. They yeah. just seemed to uh, not be they any not resources there. for that. They were not there. Mm. So, um, you know, when we went into the global pandemic, they shut down churches here. And so we couldn't meet for mm. close to for four about months, three, three, three four months. Because we went into lockdown in, in March, March, end of March. And I think we were only allowed to meet again in June. In June, yeah. First so, weekend wow. of June. So we had to reach the people uh, through, you know, online social media platforms, YouTube, Facebook and stuff. And we had to do it professionally. And uh, we did that, you know, still with the cell phone and it worked because you just need a little mic, plug it in. But now when we went back into the physical building, we needed professional cameras. And uh, that's, you know, when we realized we needed, you know, to believe big for the Lord to provide for us, for us to be able to do that. And we were able to, mm. you know, buy all the necessary equipment that we needed. Mm. The money just, mm. you know, appeared. appeared. I mean, the Lord just provided, provided awesome. the global <laughs> yeah. pandemic. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, overnight, we were able to have a yeah. professional, uh, good quality uh, presentation in terms of our worship service uh, online. Yeah. And um, yeah, and I think, was, the, you know, obviously during the challenge, during the, 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 you know, as the easing of the lockdown restrictions came into place in June, we weren't allowed to have the same capacity in the building, right? Yeah. So mm. I think at that stage, when we first opened, 50. we were only allowed 50, yeah. five, zero people in, in, into the service. And I mean, including it, children, including children. Oh, wow. So it meant a, a large portion of our congregation was still going to have to watch online. And yeah. we knew that our online experience was just not going our, our existing online experience was just not good enough and you know we we didn't want people who couldn't um come to service to really just miss out on the experience and really miss out on being ministered to so yeah. you know at that point in time when we made that decision to start being intentional about the quality and the excellence of our online production yeah. i mean god just supernaturally provided for us yeah. um i mean i don't know should we share the maybe some of the numbers in terms of the investment yeah, um, in, in, yeah. Our, in our cameras and our online um our online church services yeah i think we were looking at uh, over twenty five thousand, you know us dollars wow. uh, that we needed cash to be able to mm. buy the things that we needed and um man the lord provided yeah. and wow. so we're just so thankful yeah yeah. Wow. He provided awesome. without us actually having to dip into our savings, you know, so we've got a, we've got a fund, you know, a, a building fund. Um, and, and, you know, as uh, they, you know, the, the leaders wanted uh, the building fund always to remain at a certain level and of course increase. Mm -hmm. And so God provided those funds without us even having to go into yeah. the building fund. I mean, it was an absolute um, miracle mm. and the absolute um, provision of God. Yeah, and, and over so and good. above that, we were able to also take care of everyone that needed, yeah. you know, to be uh, taken care of in terms of, because a few of our members lost jobs, yeah. couldn't pay mm -hmm. rent and things of that nature. And we were able to uh, give out food vouchers. We were able to take care of people in our own community uh, through the um, uh, uh, pandemic. Wow. Wow. That's so amazing god is so good so so faithful wow and you know listeners i i want you to, to to make sure you catch two things on this uh one uh even in a global pandemic we we have a choice uh we can we can choose to participate in that and we or not and what i mean by that is uh they they you know chippo and and, and tafara 
you, they, they continue to move forward. Uh, they didn't allow setbacks in, in their ministry. They engaged, they moved forward. And they said, you know what, like our, 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 we're going to continue to grow through this and we're going to keep on persevering. We're not giving up. You know, when the world says give up, when the world says don't meet, we're going to keep meeting, whatever that looks like. And, uh, and you guys have seen expansion and growth through, uh, through the season. So even when, you know, when it looks like in the natural things aren't going to work out or they shouldn't work out, uh, you kept continuing to trust God and, 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 and he saw you through and, and, you know, the uh, and intention uh, is, is another huge thing is that, you know, so many times we, we go through life and we're not intentional. We're not missional. We're not, uh, you know, we're not setting a course and we end up places where we don't necessarily intend to be because we just weren't yeah. intending to be somewhere else. And, uh, you know, we're all guilty of this and, you know, there's no condemnation. Um, but at the same time, you know, God wants us to, you know, to go after those things that he's putting in our hearts. He wants us to, to be intentional and, 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 uh, and to take those steps. And, you know, he says in his word, he said, the gold's mine, the silver is mine. Like he's going to provide for, for those things Amen. that he calls you to, he will provide for that. And uh, it may look a little bit different. It may come a little bit slower. It may come in the, in the terms of 25,000, you know, immediately, but he will, you know, he'll provide those resources. He calls you to it. He will provide those things, especially Amen. if we're intentional, if we're, if we're, we're, if we're having a mindset of Lord, we trust you. We've seen you provide in the past. We know you'll provide in the future for us. And so I know that's one of your big messages, Tafara, is that you know you really believe in 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 in, the, in God prospering you, not just financially, but he, you know, you believe in 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 God, you know, using your life, prospering you, so that you could be a blessing into the community. I know you've written some books on that. Mm-hmm. You know, I know you have some really deep revelation on that. And um, can you share some of those things? How did God begin to stir that in you? And and what are some of the big uh, you know just sort of the, some key takeaways that we can uh, get for, for our listeners on, you know, on understanding God's prosperity and how he really wants to do that in his people, if we'll believe and we'll trust him for that. Amen. And, uh, you know, uh, uh, prosperity has become almost like a, a curse word. I think it's, it's uh, sometimes it's because people just don't really understand the yeah. purpose of a thing. And yeah. when, I think it was Miles Monroe, he said, when a, a purpose of a thing is lost, abuse is inevitable. So prosperity mm. is God's original plan for his children. Uh, mm. If you read right in the beginning in Genesis chapter number one, verse 26, when God created mankind, uh, he gave them an instruction and the instruction was be fruitful and multiply. And when you look up that phrase, be fruitful, uh, God was saying, you know, go out and prosper you know, produce fruit, you know, mm-hmm. and like you rightly put it, Dan, prosperity is not just limited to finances. It spans across the entire, you know, spectrum of life, spiritually, physically, financially included as well, and socially mm-hmm. and relationally and all the other uh, areas of our lives. And so uh, if you read that same verse, Genesis chapter number one, 26 in the, to 28 in the Message Bible, uh, you will realize this, that when God said, be fruitful, the message put it this way, he said, prosper he actually translated that phrase be fruitful uh, to prosper and so we see and it was the very first thing he puts open inverted commas there uh, and the very first word God spoke to mankind was prosper I mean God could have said rapture he could have said you know (laughs) hang in there he could have said man just hold on as long as you can just just you know do as do what you can with what you got God didn't say that God sure. found it, you know, out of the entire, and people don't think about this, mm-hmm. out of the mm-hmm. entire wisdom and vocabulary of God could have said anything else. I mean, he's mm-hmm. the inventor of language. 
And uh, out of the entire vocabulary and wisdom of heaven, God decided that the first thing mankind should hear from his mouth was prosper. Mm. And so wow. prosperity is not uh, uh, a Western, you know, ideology. A lot of people think that some comfort hungry preacher in, in America came up with, <laughs> with prosperity. No, no, he didn't. Prosperity is God's original plan for mankind. All mankind, whether in Africa, in Asia, in, mm. uh, you know, wherever you are in Europe, Amen. God's <laughs> plan for his children, his people is to prosper yet for over 22 years i went to church diligently and no one ever told me that that was god's plan for me you know all they did was tell me you know god deals the cards you just have to play the card you get you know just just work with what you got you know that's all they told me but when i found out you know reading the bible that you know very first thing god wanted us to hear was prosper and he repeated it again in jeremiah 29 11 he says, I have a plan for you. It's not to harm you. It is to mm-hmm. prosper you, give you a hope and a future. He repeated it again in uh, Third John 1, 2. I wish above all things that you may prosper and be in good health even as your soul prosper. So there's a segment mm-hmm. in the church that like to glorify poverty. Well, mm-hmm. I come from poverty, deep poverty. Uh, there was nothing glorious about about it i can assure you dan i you know i grew up sleeping under the kitchen i grew up in a three-roomed house wow. three-room shack mm-hmm. you know to rightly put it three-room shack uh grew up sleeping under the kitchen three table. room by the way not yeah, three not, not three bedroom a lot three of people think you know, you know three rooms <laughs> you know the kitchen the other room and the other room you know <laughs> you couldn't even name them properly we always used to switch the names around just to make it seem like there were more rooms in there just you know, <laughs> The dining can become the lounge, you know, you just switch it up, you know. Right. But, 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 but here's the thing is that there's not, there was nothing glorious about it, you know. There was mm. nothing glorious about sleeping under the kitchen table. I mean, my back would hurt yeah. all the time. Oh. There was nothing glorious oh, wow. about uh, having to uh, wake up, you know, three hours before actual school time to light up a fire so you can heat up water to bath, to go to school. Nothing mm. glorious about the teacher calling out your name. Uh, because your school fees was about three terms overdue and you know he calls out your name embarrasses you in front of everybody and uh, kicks you out of their class there was nothing glorious about that so i know there's some christians particularly in the west they like to you know glorify sprinkle some glitter over poverty let me tell you i've been there done that i didn't even get a t-shirt for it (laughs) and you know what's the worst thing about you know poverty is not just what it does to you Mm. but uh, Mm. what it also uh, robs you of in terms of being a blessing to somebody else. I mean, while I was going through that, I couldn't help anybody. You know, you can't help anybody if you're down yourself. You need to help yourself, you know, so I couldn't help anybody. And so one of the things that poverty robs people of is the ability to be a blessing to somebody else. And that's why I said abuse, you know, is inevitable and purpose of a thing is lost. The ultimate goal, of uh, prosperity without preaching is, you know, for us to be a blessing to other people. Yeah. Mm. Wow. There's so much, so much in there, so much in there. Um, you know, I just think about, you know, what you said, God's original words were just 
uh, you know, be fruitful, multiply, be prosperous. And, you know, that was God's intention really with his people. He wanted to put his people on display and say, these are my people. And, and if you'll follow me, this is what your life can look like. You know, he wanted to make an example of the people that followed him. He wanted to, to, to take people and put them on a pedestal and, and say, look, like these are my people. And this will, this is what can happen in your life as well. You know? And so God necessarily isn't, you know, God can be glorified in poverty, but that's not like, that's not his first, right. You know, we can, we can, um, you, you know, God really isn't glorified in poverty. We can, you know, we, if we're going through hard things and we're experiencing things, boy, you know, we can still persevere. We can believe God, we can, you know, do ministry and, and God can, um, God can be honored by that as well. But boy, you know, so how much more if we are, you know, um, you know, if we're walking in all that God has for us, and let's go back to that. Let's go back to that butterfly example. Boy, if you are, if you are a beautiful butterfly, if you're prospering, if you are, you know, if you're just, you're just firing on all cylinders, you know, what we, what you said, you know, prosperity is your health. It is your finances. It is your social relationships. It is all these, your emotions, your family, you know, if you're prospering, you know, boy, oh boy, it's so attractive. It is like that butterfly. And that's what God wants for his people. He wants, you know, we should be attractive to the world. We, you know, um, Jesus's life, the way that he lived his life, it was, it, it caught people's attention. And, um, and that's what he wants for his people. He wants the way that we live uh, to, to catch people's attention in a, in a good way, not necessarily in a bad way. Um, you know, not, hey, you know, this person really could use, you know, use a handout. He could use, some, you know, God, you know, sure, you know, God's people are meeting those needs and should meet those needs. But boy, we should be acting out of overflow, out of the abundance. God wants to pour into us so we can pour into the world. He said, I'll bless you so you can be a blessing, you know, to the world, to the nations. And so, wow, there's so much deep revelation in that. And I know that, um, Chippo, you've, you have you know, you have some deep uh, wisdom as well in, in this and just how how we, you know, how we think and how we talk and, you know, um, can affect our lives and, and the trajectory of where we're going. And if we're not intentional and, and guarding our, our mouth, guarding our lips and what we say, um, boy, we can really just go in a different direction, can't we? Absolutely. No, absolutely. I mean, the Bible says in the book of Proverbs that death and life is in the power of your tongue. And it says they that love it. In other words, they that love to talk. <laughs> shall eat the fruit thereof uh-huh. and that scripture is so you know it's always um really just intrigued me because i mean i don't know uh, you know death and life are, are so extremes i don't think wow. there are any mm. extremities that are further than life or death i mean i think you either alive or you're dead right there's either mm. life or death True. you know they're <laughs> so extreme but the bible says that you know the power to bring about death or life in your life is through your tongue right? Mm -hmm. The power to bring about life or death is through the words that you're saying over yourself consistently and constantly, right? Mm -hmm. And and again, I love that the scripture because, you know, when the Bible is talking about, you know, death, it's not talking really about ceasing to exist. When it talks about death, it's talking about everything that came into the world as a result of the fall of man, right? So, you know, Mm -hmm. death can be things like, um, you know, anger, bitterness, sickness, poverty, worry, worry, anxiety, fear, you know, all of that can be brought into your life through the words that you speak, right? Yeah. So you can literally speak death into your natural, wow. into your physical circumstances, wow. into your world, mm-hmm. or you can choose life. And again, life, that's that word Zoe, mm-hmm. you know, that abundant life, that nothing missing, nothing broken, the life that Jesus came and died for you and I, we can um, bring life. We can bring joy into our lives. We can bring prosperity. We can bring um, health, healing into our lives through the very words that we speak. In fact, I think there's another scripture that 
that says, talking about healing, it says your mouth can make you well. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. your mouth can make mm-hmm. you well. What you say um, through your through your mouth can literally change your physical wow. body and bring wow. about a manifestation of healing. So we um, need to be very intentional mm-hmm. about the words that we are speaking over our lives. Mm-hmm. And really, what we need to be saying is what God is saying. Come on, you know, mm-hmm. um, you, yes. know uh, you know, um, uh, God led me to write a book called "Design Your Life with Your Words." Really, mm-hmm. and the principles mm-hmm. here. We were just talking really around positive confession, mm-hmm. you know, because that that word co- uh, confession comes from the word homologio, which really means saying the same thing as God is saying, you mm-hmm. know. And what makes saying what God is saying over your life so powerful is that you know, according to I believe it's in. Uh, um, Jeremiah, you know, it says God watches over his word to perform yeah, it, absolutely. right? God watches over his word, what, you know, not, not our opinions, <laughs> not our complaining, yes. <laughs> you know, not our frustration, but his word to perform mm. it and to fulfill it in our lives. So really, we need to be intentional um, and, and purposeful about, about saying what God is saying over our lives. So mm. how do you do that? <laughs> really, it's, it, you know, it goes back down to meditating on the word, filling your heart with the word of God and letting it really come out of your mouth over and over and over again. Mm. That's awesome. Yeah. Wow, so good. Mm-hmm. So good. Just, I love how, it's, it's not your words. You know, our words aren't powerful in and of themselves. Or they? our opinions. <laughs> I, I love that too. It's no. his word, not our opinions, what? not our emotions, but yeah. his word. He, he, watches oh. over, he watches over his word, not our opinions, right? <laughs> 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 he watches over his word to perform it. So okay. yeah, it's his, it's his word. Amen. Amen. And, and, you know, it's, it's, you know, often when it's just, when it's just our words, boy, those are the things that really aren't life giving. Are they in our lives? When we're just speaking our own words, when we're speaking in the natural, when we're just speaking our own stuff, boy, that's the stuff that brings, uh, you know, just not good things into our lives, you know, and we really have to be careful uh, with that and, and, you know, and guard our hearts on that. I know, you know, I, I've, I've been guilty of that in my own life, you know, but, you know, but when we speak the, when we speak the word, wow, there's just something that transforms. And, and, you know, when, when we go to, even when we go to encourage someone else, um, you know, there's a difference when you go speak, you know, when you go and speak your own words, you can encourage somebody, you know, and you can kind of build them up a little bit. But boy, when you speak a rain, when you speak a word for them, that's in in season for them, that's uh, that's that's life. That's a, that is of, you know, divine nature. When you speak that word, boy, that can just transform things that can break bonds that can mm-hmm. that can change lives in an instant, can't it? When people catch a revelation, when they when they hear that word and they catch a revelation of, of something, boy, that can that can just set somebody free, can't it? Amen. Absolutely. Mm. Even the story just makes me think of um, when John the Baptist was sitting in prison, discouraged and just questioning what's going on here. Like they were just very discouraged. And Jesus' response to that was, you know, the blind are seeing, the lame are walking, the, the word is being fulfilled. Come on. And it just, he used the word to encourage you know, Amen. that situation that was very discouraging in the natural for, for John yeah. the Baptist. So, yeah. Right. Yeah. And, and that was, you know, obviously we know that Jesus is the word incarnate, but boy, Jesus went back to the word. He was speaking the word over to John, wasn't he? He was speaking prophetically. You know, the, these words come from the Old Testament that Jesus, you know, when John was discouraged, what did Jesus do? He spoke the word. He spoke the word. He spoke the word. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so we, you know, 
wow, you know, we, we need to be people who are speaking the word, you know, even when it doesn't, you know, even when it doesn't quite look like it, you know, even when there's a global pandemic and, yeah, and we're, you know, we're saying, boy, we can't even meet in our churches, much less, you know, um, you know, we can't gather the people, but you know what, we're going to keep, we're keeping moving forward. We're going to, we're believing God for, for more cameras. We're believing for God for increase. And, and uh, boy, you guys are, you guys are seeing that manifested in your life. That's so encouraging. That is so encouraging. I know one of the, um, scriptures I've always loved is um, just the how Jesus was led into the wilderness and he used the word three times to yeah. combat the enemy. You know, he yeah. didn't just say, get away. He said, no, this is what the word says. And then after that, he received the baptism through John the Baptist and then his ministry began. And what did he first do? He opened up the scroll of Isaiah and said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach good news to the poor and proclaim freedom from the captives. And I just, I always love that because, you know, it just shows how Jesus, you know, was just proclaiming, you know, what the word said and providing that example for those of us who would believe in him, you know, after his resurrection, after his death on the cross and resurrection. So, but. Wow, that's, that's awesome. so good. That is so good. So, Tell, tell us, I want to know a little bit more about that. So, um, you know, in terms of, you know, believing, what are some, some, wh where have you seen people get this wrong? Uh, because obviously, you know, we can get this right. And, um, and, and speaking, speaking the word, but you know, what are some of the main traps of the enemy when people are, 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 are speaking wrongly that you've, you've come and come up across, come against. Um, and what I mean by that is, uh, when people are not, when they don't have this revelation, what, what does that do? Does that give, does that give, you know, really the kind of almost freedom to the enemy to, to kind of come in and do things in our lives? What, what are your thoughts on that? I think, you know, one of the most powerful things that, you know, I really like about the book, um, Design Your Life With Your Words, is what, you know, Chief will just explain now that we're not, we, we don't have to come up with something clever. We're just taking God, it's copy and paste. Yeah. You know, we're just taking God's mm -hmm. word, take mm -hmm. those words, put them in our mouth and release, you know, our faith uh, with them. And I think where people get it wrong is that a lot of people feel like they have to generate yeah. the power to do anything yeah. in the mm -hmm. world. You know, if you're going to do something big for God, you know, one thing that's for sure is that you can't generate that power in and of yourself to do it. Mm -hmm. This is why, you know, excuse me, it's by grace. It's got to be by grace. And, um, you know, when we realize that it is all by grace because of the finished work of uh, what Jesus paid for at the cross, it just, you know, helps us to uh, depend on that, uh, you know, rely on that and uh, just let the reflection of the sun that, you know, the light that comes from from the lord to just reflect on us just like the moon doesn't have to generate its own power you know it, it just reflects the, the the light that's coming from the sun and i believe just like every christian we don't have to crank ourselves generate you know the power of god from within all we have to do is to position ourselves just like the moon to where the complete reflection of the sun uh, comes and it shines on us. And when we do that, man, we begin to see the power of God manifest 
in all areas of our lives. One of the scriptures we stood on is in Romans chapter number five, I believe verse 20, which says where sin abounds, grace abounds much more. And so, you know, when, when the global pandemic started, we just stood on that word that, you know, this is a dark place. And we were so excited because in a dark place, even a flick of light, even a candle yeah, makes the light. most different, yeah. makes much mm -hmm. difference. So we were excited because we knew that, you know, we were about to see some amazing grace stories, not because of what we do, but because of what Jesus has already uh, paid for it. Of course, we've had a member, you know, uh, get sick of COVID, go into ICU ventilator. He caught and, pneumonia um, on top of it. And he caught pneumonia. Oh. So he's, so he's he got a double maybe. whammy on him. Mm -hmm. We actually interviewed him at church two weeks mm -hmm. ago. Uh, but this guy died and he was raised from the dead. And I mean, he flatlined wow. and the Lord, you know, it's such a phenomenal story mm -hmm. of grace. Jesus, he actually saw Jesus yeah. in a vision oh, wow. come yeah. and kiss him on the forehead. Yeah. And it was all by grace yeah, because, absolutely. you know, when, when I always joke about this and I was, you know, joking about this with him, that when I got the call to pray for him as the pastor, man, I, I was not in a, in a religious, uh, in any religious uh, <laughs> a, a state or posture to, to be praying no for someone in ICU. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> when I got the call, I was at um, at a, like a at a, DIY, like a, a DIY, you know, like a store, a, like a, you know, Leroy Merlin or Kia, and yeah, the Kia, yeah, yeah, yeah. Know, I'm, I'm, oh I was just buying chlorine for for the swimming pool. I'm wearing shorts and slippers. I mean, I, <laughs> it doesn't get more unreligious and unspiritual than that. You know, I'm wearing. Where was your prayer shawl? <laughs> I, di I didn't have my prayer shawl with me. I didn't have enough time to light yeah. the candles, no. to burn the incense. <laughs> I mean, dude, I, I, I'm, I'm at I'm at you know builders warehouse. I'm buying chlorine, <laughs> and I have my mask on, and that's that. I mean, I say all yeah. of this, and I didn't have enough days to mm. declare fast. I mean, they said I want prayer now. And it just shows us that it's all by grace. It's, it's by got grace. to be by grace because if it's not, man, we are in trouble, <laughs> you know, because <laughs> yeah. we, we're not always uh, up on our game. I mean, we, we go on vacations, we go on lunch, we go on dinner. Those are, are not very <laughs> spiritual things. And you may get a serious call to pray for yeah. someone. But mm -hmm. if you're looking to self, you will be saying, you know, you may say, well, I'm not qualified yeah. right now but if you look yeah. to jesus you'll be able to say you know what jesus already paid for it i'm just you know uh uh, uh um uh, uh putting my faith down to you know uh, uh place a demand on what jesus already played uh, you know paid for and released by grace and it makes it so much easier it takes the pressure off uh and it delivers the power of god and so i believe where a lot of people get it wrong is that they want to generate the power they want to make they make it seem like all jesus did at the cross was make one big deposit and they have to keep up with the monthly installments they make it seem like man i've got it you know otherwise i'm gonna lose this car is this this <laughs> blessing is gonna get repossessed yeah. you know i've got to keep keep up yeah. my mm. monthly prayer monthly you know um religious calisthenics so yeah I think if people could just look to Jesus, look to the sun, yeah. that reflection will shine on you. I started losing hair. You can see, man, that reflection. <laughs> 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 on my forehead, man. That's, that's, just, that's glory right there. That's glory. <laughs> Yo, man, I see the airlines, man. It's that, it's that glory. <laughs> 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 oh, man. you know 
<laughs> so, you know, you were saying that you grew up really quite traditional, uh, yeah. quite traditional. And yet, boy, you proclaimed grace with, with such boldness and such, um, with such grace, really. Uh, and, and how did God begin to, to help you to make that transition to understanding grace and understanding him more? Where was that, uh, where was that transition and how did that unfold in your life? And, and Chippa, we'd like to hear from you as well. Yeah, I think for me, thank God, you know, I was in a traditional church and I mean, we were doing all the religious things. We were, I mean, we, you, you name it, we probably did it. We would go to the mountain so we can be at a higher altitude, closer to God. Mm. Uh, we would fast and then straight after the fast, someone would say, oh no, that was six days. Actually, it should be seven days because seven is the number of completion. <laughs> oh. And then you go back and you do seven days and then you come back and they say, oh, <laughs> sorry, guys. I didn't realize that eight is the number of new oh, beginnings, <laughs> you know, and uh, you get into all kinds of, I mean, it was crazy. It was just extreme. Uh, uh, you know, religion almost killed me. Not, not seen religion, you know, almost killed wow. me. And then, oh. thank God, uh, I, I bumped into Andrew Walmart on television 2004. And, uh, you know, he, he just changed, completely changed my life. And thank God that he had a, a free teachings on his website as well. And those really <laughs> helped just kind of uh, renew my mind and realize that mm. it's all by grace, you know. And uh, I, I've lived holier now under grace than I did trying harder, you know. It's mm. just, mm. I can't explain it. Sure. Wow. You know, and just, um, you know, what you just look at the scriptures and, you know, Jesus doesn't get, you know, he, he doesn't get cranked with, with people that are just out there in sin. You know, he gets cranked with people that are in religion, that are steeped in this, that are so, that, that are just so blind to, to what God was doing. So the people that should have known did not know because they were just so blinded by, by religion, like what you said. And that, that is something that will just keep you away from the intimacy and keep you away from what God, all that God has for you really is just, um, boy, is that, it's that grace revelation, um, that really unlocks, uh, unlocks the key to going out and, and living intentionally, living, living missionally, impacting the world around you. Chippo, did you grow up in a traditional home or how, did, what was your no. journey like in understanding? So I grew grace? up, so I, my story is completely different. So, I mean, we just, we were, well, not we, my mom went to church, right? But I went to church to tick the box, right? So it was, you know, we had to go Easter, went Christmas. to Easter, tick the box, mm. went for Christmas. <laughs> so I wasn't religious. I wasn't, you know, so, I mean, I think I moved straight from not being religious yeah. to hearing the gospel. Mm. Um, and that, that, that wow. to hearing the grace of God and, you know, that, what Jesus did for me on the cross and, you know, that with this blood, he paid for all of my sins, past, present and future. I mean, that was the good news that I heard. And so sometimes when I hear the experiences of, you know, religious people, I'm like, but we did nothing. Yeah. There was nothing. I, you could, I couldn't have prayed hard enough. I couldn't have done any, it was all Jesus, you know? So it's, it's always very interesting to me to hear the stories about the all night prayers and, you know, the going to the mountain to, you know, get Jesus to get God to move and, you know, you know, as if he's stuck, but 
you know, I, I never had that experience. I, I literally moved from really not going to church, really being so uh, independent and perhaps not necessarily even seeing uh, a need for God, I, I suppose, to, to hearing the gospel. And that, mm. that totally changed my life. Um, and it's totally just enhanced my life, enriched my life. And um, I mean, I know without Jesus, I don't know where I'd be. Yeah. And I think we could all say the same thing. Without Jesus, where would we be, right? And, you know, I think about how, you know, when we learn things, you know, I've heard that, you know, 50% of of learning is actually learning new things. 50% of learning is actually unlearning things that we knew in the past, right? And uh, and I think there's, wow, what freedom for you, uh, Chippo, to be, to, to, to not have to unlearn these things to not have to go and unlearn going up higher to get a you know higher revelation to go you know lower to you know to 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 you know almost you know catch a different revelation of of how low we are as humans you know what 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 a blessing for you not to have to unlearn so many things um so much religion and you know you know we all have our different paths and god is working in all of us but you know boy god can do so much so fast if he doesn't have to just break through and and backtrack and say no 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 like let me tell you who i really am let me let, let me tell you how good i really am i'm not the cause of this and i'm not causing the bad in your life i'm not doing those things if he doesn't have to to kind of rebuild that foundation in you wow it's amazing he will he's patient he you know he'll do that for us um but at the same time wow what what an amazing blessing for you to just kind of go from zero to 60 miles per hour and and just be you know just be on you know just going full force from there then out wow amazing wow thank you jesus <laughs> amen Amen. So as we kind of move towards more of a kind of our, our blitz round here, a few questions for you as we kind of close out this interview, you know, what, what do you say to listeners who, who are more on the fence, uh, who, you know, God's put something in their heart because, you know, we got, you know, God has called us all to be missional. He's called us all to serve, to, to, to be watchmen, to be people who are out there making a difference in, in our areas, in our spaces, whether that's geographically, whether that's in our industries, you know, he's called, he's called us all to be impacting uh, those spaces that we're in. So what would you say to people who are, you know, who have a word, who's God, God's put something in their heart, uh, but they're, they're wondering kind of like what, what would a first step look like, well, you know, into the water? What would you say to the people that are on the fence right now and, and stepping into what God has for them or putting their foot forward into that water? I mean, I'll just say, you know, just do it when it comes to the Lord. I think Nike, that, mm-hmm. that's their mm-hmm. a tagline, just do it. Mm-hmm. You know, um, when it comes to uh, what the Lord has called you to do, he has already provided the grace uh, for it. And, uh, you know, when you step out of, if you don't step out of the boat, you may never walk on water, you know, uh, um, even though the grace to walk on water is available. So I would say, just do it. Just believe God and just do it. Stop looking to self. You know, God has never called anyone who uh, was qualified. Uh, thank God, you know, otherwise I wouldn't have made it, you know, so he has never called anyone who was qualified yet. You know, he just calls those who are available and who are willing to let the grace of God work through them. So I would say, man, just do it. Just do it. And if you're afraid, just do it afraid. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. because I think a, a, some, mm-hmm. a, you know, a lot of people um, stop because they're actually just fearful. They're yeah. fearful about what people might say about them. And sometimes yeah. it's even family. 
you know, when you step out in faith, family will say, but, you know, we knew you, we grew up with you. You can't possibly be a pastor, you know, (laughs) you know, or even friends or even an environment um, that just causes you to be fearful. Um, And, 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 you know, I'd just say, you know, do it. And sometimes you might have to just do it afraid, right? Because really at the end of the day, courage is not the absence of fear. You know, it's Mm. not the absence Mm -hmm. of the feeling of fear. It's just taking that step of faith, even in that very presence of fear. So do it, do it afraid if you have to, but do it. Mm. Amen. Amen. Mm. Absolutely. Fear can hold us back from so many things. And uh, wow, that's a great word. And for what would you say to listeners who, you know, who've already made that step, maybe they're out there making an impact, they're, 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 they're doing what they can, but you know, they're feeling a little battle weary, they're just a little bit tired right now. What would you say to listeners who are, who are, who are just kind of in a season of, man, I'm just, I'm just, this has been a little bit too much for me right now. I would say, first of all, welcome to the club. That's encouraging because, yeah. you know, sometimes, uh, yeah. you know, a lot of people go through things that they don't realize we're, we're all going through. Someone yeah. once came to my office and they said, hey, pastor, you know, I've been thinking about leaving the church. And I said, me too. <laughs> I, said, man, I, I said, man, I think about it all the time. So, you know, I'd say welcome to the club because uh, you're not alone. You know, everybody mm-hmm. is going to be tempted to quit, but don't quit. You know, we all get tempted. We all get that feeling. You know, if I was to throw in a verse, you know, I'd say there's a Bible verse that says, don't grow weary Mm. in uh, doing well, uh, because you will reap in due season if you faint not. And uh, so Mm -hmm. sometimes when you're starting to grow weary, you are about to reap, you know, it's due Mm -hmm. season. Uh, it's a sign. I always look at it that way that, you know, when I'm getting tired of doing something, maybe I need to do it even a little yeah. more. Mm-hmm. And uh, because that's how the breaking point uh, comes. Amen. So Amen. I hope that's encouraging. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> so yes. good. You know, there's just so much power and, you know, wow, you're going through that too, you know, because the enemy wants us to isolate. He wants, yes. to, he wants us <laughs> to be, you know, six feet. He wants us to social distance because, you know, we are, you know, because we're the only ones feeling that way, aren't, doesn't he? Yep. You know, he wants us to feel that six feet or even, you know, miles apart from other people. Mm-hmm. And, um, and that is such a trap. Um, but you know, when, as we, when we can get around people that say, you know what, like, boy, you know, we, we, we feel that way too, but we just keep persevering. We keep on putting one foot in front of the other. We keep on trusting the grace of God. We keep on trusting the provision of God. We don't, you know, we, we don't grow weary. We keep on, you know, building our house on, on, on that foundation of the word of God. Um, you know, and, and boy, that can speak so much life into people, you know, just knowing that, um, wow, the enemy has tried to deceive me into thinking I'm the only one out there, you know, feeling this way. And, it's not true at all. And, you know, we just, we just need people honest enough to say that. And, you know, that's not where we, that's not where we hang out. You know, we all feel those, those, that on uncertain days, but you know, that's not, that's not where we are 90% of the time, you know, most yeah. of the time, you know, there, there are those days, but you know, we keep moving forward. Amen. You know, one more thing, you know, what about, now there's a lot going on in the world right now. The world has transitioned in so many different ways. Um, how would you encourage the global body of, of believers right now, you know, what would, you, you know, what would be a word to, to encourage them 
you know, for this time and place. I've got, um, you know, I was uh, meditating in the book of Hebrews 12 and I came across the, I think it's the amplified classic translation of Hebrews 12 verse two. And it said, you know, we need to look away from everything that will distract us towards mm. Jesus, right? Mm. Because right now there are so many things that have come to distract us. Mm. I mean, if it's not news um, about the uh, pol political arena, if it's not news about uh, uh, Corona, COVID, you know, if it's not just bad news, there's just so much out there that's just looking to distract us. Mm. And the Bible so yeah, in Hebrews 12 verse two, in the, specifically in the Amplified Classic Translation, it says looking away from all that will distract us to Jesus. And so mm -hmm. if there's a word of encouragement that I really, you know, the word to encourage someone out there who feels so overwhelmed with everything that's going on, so overwhelmed with all this news that is truly a distraction, it's to look at Jesus. Mm -hmm. It's to keep looking at Jesus. Yeah. And I love what Rick McFarland also says, it's to keep on looking at Jesus. Mm. Um, because I mean, it's really all about Jesus. And, and Jesus has already done it. Jesus has already obtained the victory. Um, it's really about keeping our focus on Jesus. Mm. And, and from my perspective, you know, I'd say this is our time to shine. This is our time to arise and shine. Mm uh because you know like i said where sin abounds grace abounds much more i think in a, in an environment like this it's a time for the church to be the light mm -hmm. and uh we've seen it in our own community i yeah. think we've grown the most yeah. percentage wise uh during uh lockdown mm -hmm. global pandemic we've reached more people we've grown financially we've grown uh, in every sense of the word, because, you know, where, where sin abounds, there seems to be more grace to propel us forward Amen. and to uh, spare mm -hmm. us on. So I would encourage them to take every opportunity that comes their way. We had our Grace in the Marketplace tour in the month of mm. November, yeah. and we ministered to the most people we've ever ministered ever. to before. Uh, and, uh, you know, it's just awesome what the Lord is doing. And yeah, I would say, man, step out of the boat. It's, and it's fun. You know, it's also fun. I think I've had the most fun leading the ministry, this the time, ministry yeah. in, the, in, in a global pen. Every day is brand new. You just never know what to expect. And it's a thrill. Mm -hmm. I love it. I feel like it's a bungee jump every single day. You know, you get ready. Yeah, let's do it. Holy Ghost, let's do yeah. it. You know, I, I like the adrenaline. I yeah. love it, you know. We don't waste a good crisis. <laughs> don't waste a good crisis. Have fun, Have fun through it, you know. And, oh, and it's, it's been fun and it's been exciting. It's been really you know, good. it's really been awesome. awesome. That's such a good perspective. I was um, watching a video recently of um, a missionary who's in East Africa. They were sharing um, just how it's an honor to live in this time. And I just love here, like, how it's fun. Like you're just, there's that joy that comes from, you know, just leading and serving your church and stepping out and saying, okay, God, what do you want us to do this week, this day? And yeah. just seeing the fruit from that in places you didn't, you know, wouldn't expect. That's awesome. Just amazing. Yeah, it's a thrill. I mean, by faith, you know, when the Holy Spirit said, go out and do this tour, you know, I asked, I said, well, what if we go back into a lockdown? And he said, come on, trust me on this one. So we did the whole tour mm -hmm. on the edge. And I mean, it's fun just knowing that day hey, we have a conference 
next week that yeah. might get cancelled yeah. <laughs> you know it's just it's awesome yeah. but it's not because the holy spirit said you know do it so yeah. it, it was just it was just fun just yeah. seeing the hand of absolutely the lord in all these things yeah, yeah. it's just awesome hey man you know in in, in our church too uh, just yesterday uh, they were sharing that you know like we're built for this as the church like we're like god equipped us for this sort of thing right and you know we need to 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 get past this sort of you know and i think this goes with with grace revelation that god didn't just you know peace out and, and leave us on ill-equipped for doing ministry he he gave us everything and you know he built his church and equipped his church to go out and you know in the midst of persecution in the midst of pandemics in the midst of everything like we are called to prosper we are called to expand we are called to increase because that's what the kingdom is ultimately about it is it is about expanding it's about increasing and uh, so God built this church, his church to go and, and do things in the midst of severe crises, in the midst of, of, of so many challenges. We are built for this. And so I just, I'm so encouraged by what you guys have to say. Mm, absolutely. Just, wow. You know, just, just keep going. Just keep, you know, keep believing, keep trusting, don't give up. And, uh, and, you know, God, like God is going to do amazing things in this. If we, you know, especially even more so as we need to trust him more, as we need to be, believe bigger for, uh, for his, uh, for his, his healings, for his, uh, prosperity, for provision, for whatever that is like, he's going, he's going to provide that to his church right now in this season, this time and place. So, um, believe big, we have got a, we've got a good God. Wow. Amen. What an amazing time. What an amazing time. Um, so for, for, for listeners who want to connect more and, and hear more about Faith Hill Church and hear more messages from you guys and to kind of can maybe connect with you, where, what, where can people connect with you? What, what's, uh, are you on Facebook? Are you on, do you have your own website? Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Yeah. Uh, so they can connect us uh, via Facebook. We have a page on Facebook, Faith Hill Church. Mm -hmm. And uh, we also have another uh, page on YouTube, Faith Hill Church. We have a podcast on uh, Spotify mm -hmm. and, and uh, iTunes, Apple podcast and uh, SoundCloud. Website. And also the website is uh, faithhillchurch.co.za in America. It's Z, <laughs> yeah. out here it's Z. So mm -hmm. it's, uh, you know, faithhillchurch.co.za co.za yeah <laughs> i really have to try hard to, to say z, z. <laughs> sure sure and you know listeners will have those in the show notes as well um but uh and and where can people get your books because i know that those some of those books have really blessed me as well would you have links for those as well yeah all our books are on uh, amazon uh, for kindle so they can definitely uh get a copy on amazon for kindle wow what a blessing. Uh, that's the ebook, yeah. Yeah, the, the electronic book. Absolutely. Wow. Awesome. What an amazing time hanging out with you guys. Wow. We'll have to Thank do this again sometime. This is, Thank this you is so amazing. much for joining us today. We really appreciate your time and just all that you guys were sharing. It's going to be so encouraging to people. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much. Thank you, guys. Enjoy your Christmas. Yes, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. <laughs> <laughs>